Welcome to Creative Conversations with Costume Designers. Oh my gosh, that was a lot. <laughs> well, us costume designers have a lot to say about what it looks like to tell stories with clothing. I'm your host, Mandy Line. I've been a costume designer for the last 22 years. During COVID-19 lockdown, I felt lost, not being able to make words on a page come to life through costume design. I decided to reach out to my peers, come to find that they felt the same way. I decided to seize the moment and start this podcast. We don't need a lockdown to want to be inspired, motivated, and entertained. So each week, tune in to hear amazing, (laughs) unexpected stories of what it looks like to be a costume designer to them. No one's story is the same. Trust me. Are you ready? I am. Let's do this. Each episode is brought to you by the Western Costume Company, your one-stop shop for all your costume needs. Okay, fine. Maybe I did stalk this next costume designer, Michael Grounds Instagram, to get him to be my guest. But guess what? He said yes. This is one of the most fun interviews I have ever done. He did the costumes from Daybreak. They were so cool and edgy, post-apocalyptic. Then I found out that he also did Jason Momoa, hello, my boyfriend's TV show Frontier. Join us, hang out with us, and stay tuned because this one was a wild ride. Hi, Michael. Okay, let me adjust this thing so we can get my hat in and put my filter on because I need that because I'm obsessed with that. Okay, you're awesome. You're on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think we've been talking like on Instagram for like a long time now. And I think this may be the first time we've actually like really, yeah. Well, I was, it was funny because I was writing the notes last night and doing the questions. I was like, here's the funny thing. Before the show even started, I was like stalking you and telling you how rad you are. And so when Antoinette Messam, which by the way, she calls you Mickey, Mickey Ground? Mikey Ground, yeah. Mikey, yeah, Mikey, okay. Yeah, like uh, uh, Antoinette's known me, I think, since I was about 16 or 17. She calls you a baby. She goes, I knew him when he was a baby <laughs> costumer. So when she, like, she, like, vouched for, like, your dopeness, I'm like, I'm obsessed with him. She's like, oh, you need to get him on the show. And I was like, okay, okay, so thank you. <laughs> we finally met. Are you in Toronto right now? No, I'm in upstate oh. New York. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you live in both places? No. I, no, I, I just live here now. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, 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 can, I go back and forth kind of as needed, but you know, yeah. Can we don't laugh. Is it super close? Toronto and New York, right-ish? Yeah. I'm like, it's, it's a six-hour drive from where okay. I am right now. That's, yeah. When I first went to Vancouver, I'll never forget, my friend Meredith was doing uh, rain in Toronto, and I was like, I'm going to come up on the weekend. She's like, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? It's like Canada. And she was like, no, it's like New York to LA, jackass. I was like, oh, never mind. It's not going to be there. <laughs> so th- thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Um, just real quick. I just want to point out to everybody. Um, and I know it sucks right now. Nobody's working. If it's $5, $10, whatever it is, there's the donation. I think the donation button's going to be right there. Um, for Equal Justice Initiative, one of the biggest things, or one of the biggest reasons I chose them is their fight against mass incarcerations. And if you have seen the documentary 13th, which I've seen before, like it goes hand in hand. You had, did you ever, have you ever seen 13th? I haven't watched it yet. I'm like, yeah, I need to. I'm, it's a I good think, one. You gotta be, you gotta be prepared. Exactly. Yeah. And 
where I feel like right now with everything going on, it's like there's like it's it's there's a there's a gentleness to the television watching with with some formative and then some gentle. <laughs> no, I think that's smart, and I think that's really interesting with you too. During so, have you been? How about this? Were you on a show when it went when we went down? No, I had okay. just I finished Sweet Girl. Okay, and we'll I was talk to you. I was taking yeah, and I was taking like my month to like kind of like regroup, and then I was like, oh. Oh, no, it was funny because when I came back from Vancouver, I'm like, I'm going to have two months off. And then I'm all two, three, five. Oh, my God, I'm on month five. I'm like, anybody, yeah. this is, oh, man. Okay, so, but you were done and you were home. Okay, and yeah. talk texting you, I think you've chosen, I mean, I chose something like show when I took on a lot, but it seems like you've really tried to balance and, you know, kind of just maybe zen out or maybe that's how you are, but it was a really interesting you know thing i i really found with everything going on right now yeah. i needed i really needed to step away from totally social media Smart. you know i was i'd kind of i'd give myself you know my my five minutes yeah and then i'd, I'd walk away it was uh as a you know as an anxious person i just kind of it's it was it's, it's a lot and it's you know i want to i want to stay informed i want to stay educated but it's also i when it's popping up constantly, I'm like, I'm just gonna leave that over there while I go sit down. No, that's smart. Like even with Mitchell, who's on here, and Cynthia Summers, as I was talking to him as a creative, we're always so like that. And I think it's time to like, you know, it's okay to take in what's happening. It's not always about putting out content. I mean, speaking about content, you have Jason Momoa posting photos of you. I think you're good. <laughs> I think we're okay. I uh, love so him. Like a, he's like a giant little brother. Oh my god! No, it's so funny because we'll talk about it later. But I know him from like club days, and oh my don't even, I know him pre Scar? Okay, <laughs> I know him Stargate days. I'll never forget. We would walk in, and he would, and we're both like the same height, you know, with my yeah. platforms on, yeah. and we would talk like brother sister. And you would turn around and you would see my friends just like this. I'm like, what? Because like, you know him. It's Jason. Yeah. It's right? Jason. <laughs> My friends are just like, oh my God. Um, okay, guys, so let's, I just want to get to his credits. Um, and how I started stalking our guest today, all of a sudden this preview for this show, Daybreak, if you watch it, holler it out. This TV show, Daybreak, I'll never forget. I text my agent, I call my agent, I'm like, why is this, why am I not doing this show? Why is this not mine? And then I looked you up and I looked at your credits. So first of all, we've got Frontier which is 1700s Canadian fur trade, and we'll get into that, so epic. Then did that lead you to, and we'll talk about the beginning of your career, but did Daybreak come right after Frontier? It did, it was with um, the same executive producer, Jeff Fierson and Brad Payton, and okay. so we all became a really great little family unit, and you know, we went through the trenches and, you know, it was like, and so we, and then we went through the trenches again. So it's, Oh, oh, it, but, I'm going to talk about how, when, when I get to Sweet Girl, I'm going to say, were you excited to be clean? Were you excited to not, well, cause, or Sweet Girl also crazy too? Sweet Girl was, Sweet Girl was huge. Sweet Girl was, it was one of those like 40 multiples of everything. Okay, Chip. well then, it, because you only get a little bit online to see what it's about. Yeah. 
And I thought I was going to have this great thing about Frontier being dirty <laughs> and then Daybreak being all constructive. And I was like, oh, we're sweet girl, calm. But no, it's not. <laughs> no, it was, uh, that, was a, that was a seven day a week, 16 hour a day. Yeah, that was a. Uh... Oh my gosh. Okay, so we've got Frontier, then we've got Daybreak, which is, which is another reason I won this job because I live in Glendale, right? <laughs> oh, I live I in Glendale. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what Glendale is. No, I don't um, because I love Glendale. I'm like, yeah. It's so weird. So I was looking at your costumes and we're going to talk about them later, but this is post-apocalyptic high school, right? Yeah. It's like, okay. it's like three months into the apocalypse. Totally normal. And um, yeah. yeah, sure. And, you know, not like what everything is going on right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, I think I've lived this. Um, yeah. And then, and then we've got uh, Sweet Girl, which we don't know. You don't know when it's going to come out yet because editing's right now, right? Yeah, it, look, it looks like 2021. Mm. I, um, you know, there's, I, I think there's things happening with content that things are getting held back. Yeah, of course. You know what? That's, I think people are in that situation. I had, uh, I was talking to Carolyn uh, Esselin. She, she did Moonlight. Yeah. She did yeah. Bill Street Can Talk, and she was in the middle of um, shooting the Underground Railroad underground railroad 16 months seven days a week barry jenkins and she was telling me when they pulled the plug they walked away with camera clothes rental just walked so like coming back into i know coming back into that i mean there's a lot of epic shows that before they're going to release it i think there's a lot of you know fine tuning that they're going to have to do um okay so it's something that I do ask every, you know, buddy about the beginning of your career. But what I'm curious about is, number one, are you, did you grow up in Toronto? Is that where you're from? Yeah, I grew, I grew okay. up in Toronto. Um, okay. I had um, a friend of mine, Shannon Wilson, who is actually funny. She is, she is uh, Sean Pillar's key customer. And I think Sean totally. Pillar. Pillar, <laughs> that's what you call him, Pillar. Have you worked with him? No, you know what? No, I haven't. But he's a lot. He's lovely. I've oh. actually not had the chance. And it's like, it's been, you know, back and forth and whatever. But it's yeah, we've never actually had the chance. And that's his costume designer that he works with? Uh, his key costume. His key. My God, that's so, so funny. A pillar and I go way back and way back. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> we'll do that. No, I love him. I love him. Okay, so that's the connection. I love how it's like across the globe, but there's oh, still yeah. a connection. There's still, yeah. And she was the one that, kind, you know, so you were, did you go to school for this? How, what was the transition? It was interesting. You know, so, so Shen came, you know, we were, you know, we were, uh, we were young club rave kids. Right, and right. Shen lived with us in our bohemian, you know, lifestyle. Totally. And Shannon had all these amazing vintage clothes and she had this job that she, you know, did, you know, styling and commercials and music videos. And so I dressed her to go out every night. Right. We had a blast. We always, you know, it was always this big game of dress up. And she's like, you should come work with me. And I was 18. And I was like, yeah, you know, maybe we'll get there. And then I was like, she's like, you know, you really should. So I followed, I followed Shannon in and, you know, we were doing, you know, music videos. That's what I was going to say. Was it more music videos? Because during that time, that was music videos. Trish Somerville was doing them. I was doing yeah. them. And we were getting paid and then partying at night. Like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and then going right back to work. Yeah. Seriously, yeah. I'm like, okay, I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, it's it's call time. No, I'm not kidding you. I used to have oh, this is ridiculous. I used to have the DJ literally stop DJing. He's like, Mandy, you gotta go. I'm like, 
great. Going to going to work. I think Judith, all... do not listen to us. Do not no. take advice. No. From us. <laughs> no. Okay, so she was was she older? Or she was already in the mix, or she was just driven. Yeah, Shannon's a couple years older than I am, right. and her sister Maxine was a, a costume designer in Toronto at the time, and so she kind of fell into with Maxine, and then she started, and then she left. Shannon left probably shortly thereafter to do um, uh, film and television. Okay. And all of a sudden, I was I started getting calls from at like nineteen to style music video commercials, and I was like, okay. <laughs> was it was it busy enough in Toronto to keep it a steady job? It was, it was, you know, there was never, I won't say it was lucrative at that uh, point, yeah, but yeah. At, you know, at that point of life, it was, you know, it was, it was fine, you know? Yeah. You, you, Your bills you, were like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you feed exactly. me, I live with four people, whatever. This is awesome. I'm in the I back corner. Car, I'm good. <laughs> I've got a flip phone. <laughs> so like sweet razor. Awesome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you start doing your own and then what was the transition to your first television or film job as an, as, as, a PA or um, something, yeah. Uh, Shannon kind of brought me over to mm -hmm. um, as a cost as a costume assistant, and uh, so I started doing, you know, like I started, you know, dressing background and mm -hmm. you know helping out around the office, and then you know started doing a, you know, and then I started doing truck, and you know, do some keying, and then aren't slowly, you glad that you did all those positions though? I'm so glad because I can right? walk on keying. I'm good. A keying, I, yeah, <laughs> but um, but any of the other positions, you know, it's like you know, I can walk in, I can be like, you know what, this isn't working, and yeah. I yeah, you know, yeah, I think this is where how we have to play things, and you know, and it's amazing to see, you know, when somebody's like, oh, you know, I never thought, and it's like, and it, these little life little film hacks, you know, it's like just you know, put this boom boom boom, and you know, your morning is that much easier. Don't you love when like you learn from? I'll never forget. I had this set girl. We called her, and which is funny because there's a position called set super in yeah. in Canada, but we called her super set. So like yeah. super set means you're like overly prepared. So she one time, but now they do this everywhere. But this was a good 12 years ago doing a hem on a cop. She took the, you know, the tagging gun, yeah. which they do now. But I remember going as a designer, she was like, and I was like, dude, you're the best. You're like the super set costume I've ever known. I love when I learn tricks from other crew. You know what? I, it's so crazy. I had never seen the tagger Bill mm -hmm. Sweet Girl in Pittsburgh, and I was like, "Oh, you had it because they used the black tags." Yeah, I was. I was like, "What? What? What are we?" And so that was like that was uh, Eileen Strupp and uh, and Carrie Schoberg, and I was like, "What do you? Oh, it's okay. cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really good. Yeah." I had yeah. never done any in my my career. Everyone's blowing up, being you know, going from assistant to designer, which that's kind of the route right now. And I'm that person that like, when the designer would leave, I'm like, come here, let me change your outfit. I'm, Why would I do that? What a dick. Um, yeah. But I had done set for probably seven years. And back then on Charm, set was truck and truck was set. So we, and that's where I learned. So like set costuming, like I bow down to that. Absolutely. And I, I find that I kind of come in too. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't really like it to work this way. <laughs> <laughs> or I want two keys. <laughs> so let's, yeah. let's, let's figure this out. <laughs> so what was your, okay, so then you got all that experience before you were designed. What was your first design job and how did that go down? So there was, there was one that popped up and it was, I, I was 
24 and it was a it was a series and I was like I just I just wasn't there yeah I, I knew I wasn't there yet it was good I, good I it was a it was a smaller show but a tricky cast and I was like eh. but um I worked with Lori Drew for a long time oh her, yes I heard that on a couple interviews right no no that's yeah. a good thing as yeah. her body and then her assistant designer and then so regenesis which was a little uh movie network in canada and then hbo in the states okay. um series we came on to do season two i was uh, her assistant designer and she didn't want to come back for season three and she's like do you want it and i was like yeah how did you do you felt more equipped equipped then because you already first season kind of a thing exactly yeah. I had a really good relationship and that, at that point the relationship was with um Shaftesbury Films and CTV so there was the, the relationship was, there was comfort in it and you know I knew the production designer well and the DOP well so it was I was I felt confident walking in. and the cast too which is huge right like the cast was that was yeah to get and them all to trust you all, yeah what do you think so you did that show now was was Frontier, I just picture you getting the call for Frontier and you're like, totally 1700 um, fur trade. This is like, what was, was Frontier the first big call? Frontier, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. I was kind of bouncing around in my, you know, Canadian. You did the, the listener, but bad, did Bad Blood come before Frontier or no? Uh, bad Blood came after Frontier. That's what I thought. Okay. The Canadian Mafia. Yeah. 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 Sandwich in the middle. And I get this call, so I actually had a, an interview. And it, when I first went for the interview, it was a little CTV Discovery, like fur trade show. And then, you know, things didn't quite work out and timing didn't quite work out. Okay. And then I call and they're like, hey, we actually really want you to do this, but it's gone to this other level. And it was all of a sudden, it was Netflix yeah. and Jake and Brad Payton and Jeff Fearson. And it was like the cast has skyrocketed. Netflix was super excited about it. And I was, and I was like, I'm in. And it was, uh, it was literally kind of like throw everything in. And I was like, I think I was there three days later. Okay, so here's, if you guys haven't seen Frontier or you just want to look it up, here's one of my main things. So I've never made a presentation for anybody, but since I'm like a crazy fangirl, I love your shit. So. I don't even know how to do this, but let's see. Okay. Oh, you can see my ring of light. Wait, watch, I'll turn it off. Let's see. Okay. So, I mean, your stuff is ridiculous. I mean, look at him. And we're gonna talk about specifics, but here's my question. And after listening to a lot of your uh, interviews and you can see it in your work, you combine real gritty, authentic with avant-garde, Vivian Westwood, like the, your, the combination, here's my question as a just designer to designer. Did you present something like that grand in the interview or what did your interview look like? Did it look more grounded or did you heighten it and take that risk without even being told? Or So my interview for Frontier was much more grounded. Yeah, and yeah. All of a sudden, I got to Newfoundland, to St. John's, and it was like, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna go and we're gonna shoot this little, this little kind of little, this little, this little clip in England. And then we're gonna come back and we're gonna prep for two months and then, and then we're gonna get camera. At which point we kind of get to England and they're like, actually, we're gonna go right to camera. Oh shit, no oh. way, no way. Oh.
So all of a sudden there's some, you know, there's some really big decisions that have to be made. And it's, you know, and so and with the dialogue and with the, and we wanted to keep it modern and we wanted to keep it sexy and not to be, not to use, but you know, our, our motto on Frontier was sexy as fuck, period. So yeah. it was no, like- so Did you bring so we, that at the beginning though? Or is that, did that happen through conversation? Obviously. It, ha it happened through conversations yeah. and, and you know, I'm, 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 I love collaborating. I love collaborating with directors and producers. I love collaborating with my talent. I love for everybody to be, you know, comfortable and happy and really secure. And I don't, and I, you know, I don't keep any of those, you know, I, there's nothing, I put it all out on the table, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. And it's like, well, you know, let's, let's do this and let's, you know, let's just bang out this like great sexy show and have fun with it. How do you get your, ideas across so i had heard this interview about this vintage don't worry not vintage this monkey fur yeah. and it was a i think it was a queen char character royalty character someone that came in and she had a certain look and then you totally heightened by adding this cool fur and this uh, is the i'm just trying to think of like i you know the dynamics of when it happens when you want to go from maybe what you discussed to something heightened how do you take your ideas to the directors like i'll try to do half-assed sketch which i'm horrible at but then i'll just try yeah. to do a little presentation what's your process um usually i what i try to do is i try to you know if i can if we can get a sketch done my sketches are terrible <laughs> i know i know but then it takes so long and you need to get exactly. the idea right away to get so a lot of times what i'll do is i'll you know i'll collaborate kind of the images of kind of where i'm going with the things and you right. know hope that you know most of the people i kind of choose to work with they are, get it visionary so it's totally. you know they can kind of see where I'm going and it's uh and so Katie McGraw who played um Elizabeth Crothers that was there was I was collecting like boxes and boxes of vintage furs because yeah. I, I really didn't want to buy new fur right I no was, I read all about that that was a way really trying to and then there was a monkey fur coat that showed up from the 40s and I was like what are we gonna do with this yeah but you gotta have it right you just gotta grab oh, it yeah. you oh yeah no use it somewhere I own it it was in the box. So I was like, totally. and so we've got Katie McGraw's costume laid out and it's on the Judy. And I'm like, what's that? And I was like, I was like, where's that monkey fur coat? And I was like, and it's all, and we, so it's all done in strips. And all of a sudden it made this insane. Oh, the effort. coat itself was in strips anyways? Yeah. So all of a sudden it was like, you know, with a, you know, 10 minutes of, you know, kind of taking it apart. Yeah. And, you know, more than that at sewing. But it was like, all of a sudden we had this, like, we just kind of like leveled up. That's and that's cool. Working with Brad Payton, it's like, you know, that's great. Level up. No, no I love that. I think when you then, get a designer oh, like you, they're going to expect a little twist on everything. And then you got to top yourself. And then you got to top yourself. <coughs> um, on that show, did you build 90% or like, what was the build to, what do you buy? I mean, we built 90%. There was, there was a bit of, there was some pieces that in the first season were rentals. It didn't really work out. It didn't oh. give really the look that I was, you know, that I was hoping for. And so then we just, we started building and we was, we'd come in, I think we'd come in about four months before camera and just start building. Um, Did you have the scripts earlier? Because how do you even, I mean, I know it's crazy. Like Ella Mirajnik told me on The Greatest Showman, she literally had two, uh, a week or something insane on that to, to make happen. Cause she came in a little later, but 
Yeah. How do you, I mean, if you're having day players thrown on you, how do you even do that? <laughs> we were, we would just, we, we just Wing build, it. find these like great pieces or we totally. find modern pieces that we, we could twist and, you know, make into, and then we just kept building stock. So it was like, and we, I had an idea of kind of like what the major players were going to be. Yeah. And then as, you know, as the odd day player would pop up, we'd, you know, we'd come up with something. You kind I'd, of, right? You kind of. All it together. I, I remember thing, yeah. there was a second AD that walked up to me and I was, <laughs> it was the night before they'd added a, added a character and she's like, and she was kind of like, kind of gingerly showing me the call sheet. And I was like, okay. Mm. And I was like, Oh, man who gets throat slashed, TBD, oh, TBD. Who's that? I was like, <laughs> uh huh. And any, any never any heard clues? of him. <laughs> any clues yeah. on? Do we know? Oh no, I love that. Cast? Yeah. So Do you have I, any idea who the cast is? I had I, it was Madeline, uh, Lorraine, and myself, and Allison, my assistant designer, and I, I'm sure Jess Waterman was there too, uh, my supervisor, and we were there until the wee hours of the morning taking five in each different size and aging and dying and matching them up until okay yeah. that had nothing to do with my questions but that's something that's so huge that i think newcomers need to know by the way you have like a massive amount of guest watching this is fucking awesome um cool. i i do not i do not like to over prep i don't like to over prep yeah. i don't like to do stuff because i i think i'm very much like you like if you talk to any of my assistants they they know to have this scissor for this this scissor because all I do is chop and cut and sew oh, yeah. and then you look at remember your first fitting with like a new assistant they're just like but then they're they like, know oh my gosh he's just cutting and I'm like they're like it's cool. Western like, yeah that's not <laughs> just let her go just let it happen. and the fitting room's like fucking insane right yeah, totally. so what I want to tell these students is sometimes you don't want to but if you have someone that is not cast and shoots. Can you explain when you're talking about when you have five different sizes, why are you doing that? So that on the, so that morning, so that I could go to sleep that night for the three hours or whatever it was, yeah. knowing that I was fully prepped right. to have it ready to go. And if, Oh, because do they ever throw like, oh, we have guy who sleeps in car. And then you're like, what is oh. he doing? They're like, oh, he's six five. He's like 320. <laughs> I'm like, and he works tomorrow like, at 6 a.m.? Yeah, 18, you know, triple E shoe. And I'm like, oh, oh, great. Cool, he's so bringing he's his own shoe. Well, no, yeah. he actually goes in the pool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, there's Antoinette. There's Antoinette. I, uh, this is awesome. Uh, okay, so I'm still just obsessed with Frontier and this, this interview is like just for me because I want to know everything. So working with Jason. Now, yeah. I had known him from back in the club days, and I actually saw him in the Vancouver airport right before he was about to shoot C. Oh. And you, you couldn't, yeah, it was really, and I walked past him, and he was like, holy shit, man. I was like, I know, I used to have pink dreadlocks, no tattoos. So we had a great yeah. conversation. But I could tell that he was experienced from you and how good you were. So touching back on his character, with okay wait, i'm gonna show a photo so let's get my presentation so here's now this i see on all the posters right yeah. then we've got what is happening in these like 
So I want to know, with his fur, with his base pieces, with his jackets, number one, was he so particular? Not like in a jerk way, but I can picture him being particular just from knowing him. And number two, because he's got such epic uh, identifiable pieces, did you, did he repeat stuff I, on yeah, that stuff all the time? So Jason and I collaborate in a beautiful way. Half, of, tell, half yeah. of Jason's design is Jason, half of Jason's design is, is me. And it's like, and we, and we really, we really connect. And we always spend, at the end of each season of Frontier, we'd spend a few weeks together talking about where we we're going to go the next season, starting to get some pieces Smart. with Blaine, like even just some prototypes and, you know, and farming some things out and getting, just kind of laying the, laying the ground. And then we'd also spend two weeks before uh, going to camera and, and getting things prepped and ready to go and locking them down. And it was a... Uh, so that's how, because it, his stuff looks so seamless. Okay, so to jump off of that question too, I see on Instagram that you work with other, you work with fashion designers. So there happens to be this guy, Blaine Halverson. Um, I don't know, maybe he started junk food clothing and sold it. Maybe we went on a date before. That's a whole nother story. Um, but what... What do you guys do that you work to get? I want to know the process. Like, does he age it after you design it? What's that connection working with the fashion designer so tightly? So uh, for Blaine and I, things would be great because it would be between seasons. So we'd kind of, you know, we'd all, you know, we'd lock down the design and then, and then Blaine would kind of run with it and kind of take and take the lead from there. So it's like, we, you know, we pick the, the leather, we pick the fabrics we'd come up with you know, the exact texture that we wanted. We'd do some muslins and then, and then Blaine would be able to execute it. And then we'd have this piece yeah. that would need, you know. A, How did you, you know, get introduced to him? He's so close with Jason. So we just kind of. I was wondering if that came first. Yeah, yeah. so it all just kind of like, yeah, came together. And he's, you, you know. You mean you uh, didn't meet him on a dating app like I did? Oh, that's <laughs> weird. Um, that's weird, because that's where I met him. <laughs> Dead serious. Not that uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, maybe, you know. Um, and this is just a question and probably designers want to know. Thank you, Antoinette. Um, when you are, because I think your shows require this, this downtime and these conversations to build these pieces. Are you getting paid or you're just doing it because it's worth, not that you have to like tell me, but is it something that you kind of build in to like a wrap kind of a thing? I, I do, I build it okay. in. Uh, and well, it's, it's you smart know, because it, that discussion it saves wait, so I just much lost what you just said what did you say oh. yeah it saves so much the following season it's like if, if i can if we can sit quietly for a week or two and kind of just you know gently go over things buy some leathers smart. and some fur and you know it was yeah it made it made transitioning into the following season much much easier did you, you probably saw that after the first season, right? Like, this is what I need. Because it is a conversation that, you know, students don't know this, but actors are texting us 24 seven. What about oh, yeah. this? What about this? I want to do this. <laughs> You're like, I need to get paid for this too. This is smart. I know, it's yeah. always funny. It was like my husband, I'd be on the phone with my husband and he'd be like, I'd be like I gotta go. And he's like, oh, it's Jason. I was Yes, yes. It's Jason. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. It's Jason. Yeah. It's funny. Go. Sorry. Yeah. 
Now, Jason was also in Sweet Girl also, right? Or produced it? I uh, produced it and starred in it. Yeah, so that was- uh, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. Yeah. I want to make sure I'm looking at all my questions because I had so many cool questions for you. Okay, there's the Jason one. Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> so doing shows in Vancouver, I was introduced to the care and uh, the importance of keeping an actor warm. So my question to you is, when I was looking at these photos, and my Vancouver crews taught me about these things called icebreakers and electric warmers built in and you plug the shoes in. I was like, just give them a thermal. They're like, says the LA girl. Um, is this, are these locations real? Yes. Shut so, up. Where so are that, that is on the west coast of Newfoundland. It's one of the most magical places you've ever seen in your life. They actually went- fake. Wow. Yeah, they actually went down into one of these it was insane. It was like it was like climbing down 150 feet into this like giant ice snow globe. It was yeah, wild, absolutely wild. It is so crazy. Yeah. What did I you do to keep them warm? Um, we built in electrical. All the costumes had electrical heating coats built right into them. Uh, electric socks. We had uh, full high bib um, Gore-Tex uh, pants, like that were actually kept their feet dry all the way up to the, right up to the, so for all the scenes, walking through rivers when it was, you know, Northeast Canada in, you know, January. So it was, it was yeah, it was, uh, and I can remember like sitting there, you know, being like, there has to be a solution. And it was like, and you find these like Gore-Tex, fully waterproof, like, literally to, you know, to your chest. And it was like, that was the most exciting part of the costuming that week that you- Wasn't it? Something. Yeah. yeah the, the act, like, oh, there we go. And then, you're, and then you're on the phone with, you know, Seattle being like, no, like I need them FedExed. How many no. pairs you got? I need them now, we need to drive. At least in I Vancouver, need, we could drive. 80, yes. Um, no, I've learned so much from Canadians with, when it seems something where I was like, mm, I don't know, we're going to be hiking. They're like, oh, they make these shoes that have claws. You know, like there's yeah. all these outdoorsy, versatile people on my crew. I was like, so how am I going to walk? How are they going to walk in heels down the waterfall? They're like, well, there's this thing that you put. Like there's so many tricky things, you know, with working in, uh, you know, that you've even learned in Toronto to yeah. keep functioning. Absolutely. This is so yeah. crazy. Okay. And Canada Gooses, you know, and, Canada Gooses and yeah, the bigger the park, the better for it. And it's how, I mean, you literally are keeping your actors alive. Like that's what you're doing. <laughs> you're keeping them alive. Yeah, it's, you know, they can't, they can't, they can't. Wait, are you, okay, I want to know if he's frozen because he's frozen on my oh. end, but I don't want. I'm, are we still frozen? I'm frozen to you. No, you're not. You're kind of frozen. Let me see. But I don't want to lose our viewers. We have so many. I want to see your face. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Are, we, are you back on? Yeah, but I can't I see can your face. I can hear you see you. <laughs> oh. Kind of. 
I wonder if there is, well, let's, let's, let's try. Are you getting a, like a feedback? Are you getting a mute? Or are you hearing me pretty good? No, I can, I can hear you answer you. Okay, let's try. Okay. Um, okay, wait, there's my um, 17, let's see. Uh, speaking of weather, oh, we talked about the weather ones. Okay, so daybreak. Let me get out my presentation because I needed the viewers to see this, the reason that I found you. So all of a sudden I'm looking online and I come across the these, I'll try this stupid thing again. These cheerleading costumes, like what a peplum, a peplum cheerleading skirt. Uh, I think I've used those harnesses before. Like they yeah. saw, like the, oh look at the flash dance moment. Stop it. I'm obsessed with that right there. So question for daybreak. If you guys haven't seen it, I think just for the costumes alone, Look up the photos. Look at what he did with this post-apocalyptic uh, high school. When you went in, again, this is a very similar question to Frontier, but when you went in, and I know it was with the same people, but did the script read this dope? Or is that what you, I mean, obviously that's what you brought, but did it read modern and that combo? It did. It, it, it read Molly the fact because there's, you know, these kids in LA and Glendale, you know, that the apocalypse happened. So all these aspirational, crazy things that they want all of a sudden become super accessible to them. So it was like, you know, you can have, and it was like, so, and we kept everything like we, we, everything, all the off whites were all authentic. Everything was authentic. It was, it was, uh, it was so much fun. I, that, that, that series is, was just so much fun. Because to, to get to play. How long did you have for prep? I prepped a long time. So I prepped, I started um, like an early pre-prep. I think I prepped about five months before we went to camera. Okay, good. Because you had to, how did you, as a designer and to students out there, taking on um, something with, you've got the modern students. Then you've got the, like, kind of like gangs, right? You've got the football players, yeah. you've got the cheerleaders, and you've got, okay, wait. So how do you even, like, break down? Do you just take one world by one world? Or do you have different people kind of starting at the same time? So Brad and my approach to everything is uh, kingdoms and tribes. So now every show we Fine. go into, yeah. no, matter, no matter what, it is, it's like there's kingdoms, there's tribes, and that's, and then we start breaking down with color and with, you know, with, what are their colors? What do Love they it. stand for? Where are they from? What's their background? Like, how are we going to bring this, how are we gonna heighten this and how are we gonna distinguish all of the, all of the tribes? And it's- um, And that's, that's a feature thing. I think that's a skilled trait of going into looking at the different worlds. I love that. Yeah. Was, it, it was, was it, was it? Not that it's overwhelming for you, but when you did Daybreak, did you have a very clear definition? Not, not that I know everything comes organically while you're doing it, but yeah. like, did you know like, oh, I'm gonna make these cheerleaders effed up. Like they're so effed up looking in the best way. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the cheermathons, we were, we were like, we were there, we were kind of locked down. And then it was kind of like at the last, at the very last moment, we were kind of like, um, I think we need to change it. So it was, uh, so okay. the very last moment, that, that was a lot of, you know, throwing together what you could find in the mall in Albuquerque, 
what you could get shipped overnight, adding the existed pieces we built and incorporating those in. And I'm so much happier that we, that we pushed ourselves to that extra limit because it, it, it paid off. It really paid off. You can tell, you can tell. So you shot that in New Mexico. You didn't shoot that in Canada, no? Yeah, that, that, the whole thing was shot in Albuquerque. So there was a lot of, uh, there was a, and that was all shot through the winter in Albuquerque, which during the day in the, you know, in Albuquerque in the winter, it can get up to, you know, mid fifties, but in the morning it's, you know. Freezing, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my God, where all did those... you, did you find the people that, did you prep, how about this? Did you prep in New Mexico also for building everything or did you prep? We we did. We built, we set up a shop. We found some amazing, some amazing people. And it just all came together in this really amazing organic way. And there'd be, there were pieces like Turbo's armor. And it was like, you know, I, I can remember sitting in a production meeting, you know, trying to concentrate and, and I couldn't, I was like, how, how are we going to execute this armor? And how are we going to get to this place? And I had this, amazing team and I came downstairs and it was like they'd taken the drawing they started covering pieces and they had it all laid out and I was like you guys are amazing like this is amazing so it was it was very like, much like the shoulder pads I mean the football helmets and the pad and the helmets but the um it's so cool yeah those are covered huh um Leather? the all of the regular no, bro are not covered but they're covered with they're, they're all painted and but turbo with the giant uh, necklace, like the leader of the Brojocks. Okay. His is all, that's all custom. Was that what they were called? The Brojocks? Brojocks. <laughs> that is the best. Yeah. Brojocks. Oh my God. And those, um, those what, his name was Turbo? Gray, you know? And uh, which one? His name was Turbo from yeah. Daybreak? Yeah. Okay. I want to look at him up. Okay. Uh, let's see. People love your show, says Phantom. Oh, oh, he's badass. Okay, wait, guys, we're doing this on purpose because this is how much I love Michael's work. That was him? That's no? Turbo. That's Turbo. Yeah. So that's all custom armor. Are these yeah. tops of trophies? They are. They're his, the, yeah, they're like a, like a serial killer collecting trophies and that that was uh, our showrunner, Aaron Kleit, and writer and producer was like, I want to have like a trophy necklace. And I was like, well, let's just do it. <laughs> it's so good. It's like his victims. This is so rad. And oh my gosh. Okay. I really. The craftspeople in New Mexico was a blessing. They're, they're, That's they are... Oh, you're right. You're totally right. The artist. <gasps> I was in. Um, the, the shit that they could come up with. I was in a, I was shooting a film with Robin Wright uh, Penn. She was becoming not a pen back then. And she, it was this crazy half animated, half uh, live feature film I did. And I designed it. Of course, you yeah. know, sometimes when you design something afterwards, you're like, how the fuck am I going to build that? Like, this is, what, what am I, what am I doing? So Why we I were in. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, we love it. I'm like, how, how am I going to do that? But um, she had this gold, crazy neck piece. And we're in the middle of, uh, we're in Germany, but we're like in woodsy, woodsy Germany, like back yeah. at, there's this dude that's like, oh, I put on Renaissance fairs and I've got a whole thing in my, I do armor on, on the side besides farming. I'm all, oh, so you're like a farmer 
and an armor, the random people that you find when you're shooting. And it's like, and then it's just like, for me, it's like that, like, you know what, I'm just gonna trust in this moment. And, and I, I let it go and it came back in this like case. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you the photo because you'll see what I'm talking about. I yeah. was blown away. I can't wait to I see was it. blown away. Um, okay. God, there's so many. Oh, I called you McQueen Reinvented. This is who you are. Uh -huh. Um, when you, so when you travel for work, do you, um, are you ever allowed to take anybody? Because, you know, your crew, obviously, it's so important to everybody. Or you just find new coordinators, new supervisors out there? Or do you get to take your supervisor? It just depends. It depends. It's, you know, I, mm. when I went in to take over Sweet Girl the day before I went to camera, you know, it was, uh, they said, you know, there's a great team here. You know, uh, you know, we'd love for you to meet them first. I'm like, oh, it's the day before camera. Okay. okay. And right. I did it. Actually, I ended up having a wonderful team, and they were great. So it was, and I, I would work with them again, and that's, and I'm, I love getting to to meet new people and see how how different crews do things in different ways, and it's like, and there's, I've just, I've learned so much from these teams in these different places that I, yeah. I think it's cool that you said that because there's a lot of Americans that are always asking me about Vancouver. Like, I'm the Vancouver whisperer. I was like, yo, I gotta get a job. Like, I'm always helping them, like, get crews. Yeah. But they're always so paranoid. I've gotta have my assistant. And I was like, I was that, but then I let it go. And I learned that working with other people, 90% of the time, yeah. is a blessing. It really, yeah. it ends up being something that makes you a better designer. You know, there's always like, you know, but you work your, you find your people. Totally, and if I can walk away, you know, like knowing, you know, that, yeah, there's gonna be ups and downs, but knowing that, you know, there's, you know, we're all better at the end of the job for having, you know, kind of gone through a couple of bumps, it's, I'm, I'm happy to. Totally. Yeah. No, I think that's so, um, so one of my uh, friends texted me, I said, I think I have so many questions, I'm not gonna be able to do Mandy's minutes, but, oh shit, we got about five, okay, I'm gonna ask you two out of my Mandy's minutes. I need to know because you're so cool. Who is your favorite? Uh, who is your favorite fashion designer? Uh, Martin Margiela, original. Oh, smart. Good, good, yeah. good. I love that. Um, I need to get the name from Mitchell. Mitchell Travers gave me a name of a designer that I would love. Michael John I, Scott. It was like three first names. From like from Louisiana, right? Or from Baton Rouge, the one he was talking about. I think so. Wait, do you kind of muted for a second? But what did you know the name? No, I. But I remember him talking about a designer okay. from back. I was like, oh, I need to check okay. this out. Yeah, we'll get it. I know. I know. I think that's something I um uh, missed. Okay, so on Reddit, literally the fans of Daybreak said, "Did you know that the costume designer is like a sneakerhead? Like it was this whole discussion <laughs> about you on Reddit. I was dying." <laughs> And on Instagram, it's just shoes. Do you have a favorite sneaker? Do you have what? Do you have you ever like got one and kept it in the box kind of a thing? I do. I've got um, and actually the it's I've the one I was my favorite sneakers were the Off White Jordans, and then and then Sakai came out with their Nikes, and those are the ones that are always on my Instagram. They are. I love them. Are the Sakai's the one with the double? With the triple yeah. swoosh, triple. swoosh, and the laces, yeah. laces, laces, yeah. And 
the double layers. Like I can bounce around a, you know, a cement concrete floor studio all day. I feel good. I love the way they look. Those, those are my new faves. Are you going to get the Dior's? They're only 12,000, right? The Dior's <laughs> that are going to drop. <laughs> Have you watched the interview with the designer? Oh. No, I haven't watched it. I need to watch this. Dude, you got to watch it. It is so nerdy. He talks about the wear on the bottom because the more you wear, you can see the Dior. And it was the first time that Nike ever changed their swoosh for them. They made it like a smaller okay, size I need to, or something. I, I need to look at this. Those, those <laughs> I am obsessed with, but I'm like, but I, I, I don't think I could bring And it's the only... To it's the only it's the second nike to ever be made in italy i don't think they another one has been made in italy anyways i geeked out and watched the interview but it's so like yeah. it's like fancy meat street it's a really really dope interview I, tell us about the shoes i will admit that there's off by jordans oh no uh no someone uh my assistant saying christopher john rogers Christopher John Rogers? Okay, I'm gonna okay, okay. look that up. Um, and yes, there, there, there are a mass amount of sneakers in this house. And every once in a while, there'll be like a, you know, the husband will send a picture like, really? Like, really? <laughs> I can't store anything. You get busted, That's, you gotta start you know, hiding them, hiding them. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> under the bed, at the back of it, yeah. He's like, <laughs> I love when like uh, someone you're with, they're dating a friend, they're like, are those new? And you're like, I've had them. I'm like, bullshit, those are new. You didn't have those. <laughs> oh, it's like, like okay. oh no, I got it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. It's bullshit. Like when you were young, you yeah. were just like, oh, that's my friends. No, you shoplifted yeah. that, Manny. No, I'm kidding. It's a whole nother thing. Um, I so borrowed it. I've yeah, got. I borrowed it we, from him. Yeah. I borrowed it after the mall that I just went to. Yeah. Um, okay, we've yeah. got five minutes left. So that means I get one more question and then we say goodbye. Um, if you had to never see a trend again, what would it be? Low rise jeans. <laughs> Dude, everyone's saying that everyone hated them so bad. <laughs> <Gross. Sick of> <laughs> <them>. <laughs> I... They're just so gross. They're so... They're... There's nothing good. They, they, they don't do I anything. think if we go, if we go to hell, it'll be me, you, Mitchell, Jen, it'll be all these costume designers in hell with Paris Hilton wearing her low rise jeans. Yeah. And we'll just it's, have to uh, sit there and watch it. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'm like, even like, it's I'll, a nightmare. Buy pair, I'll buy myself a pair of jeans and I'm like, and they just sit, I'm like, no, can't do it. They gotta go. No. Okay, before I ask for your parting words, um, I just want you to know, and the fans and the viewers, wow, you got up to like super high people. Watch, this is so awesome. Frontier is such an, as far as costume designing, even if you guys just go online, look at the construction, look at he, every single person you know that he had to build. If you watch Daybreak, it's cool and funky, and I was genuinely jealous of you. Genuinely to the core. Who the fuck is this guy, Michael Ground? Who is he? And oh. uh, you've got Sweet Girl happening. Michael, your work is totally epic. I mean, even Mitchell Travers told me, dude, who is this guy? So 
I am so glad I know you and thank you for taking this time. And I cannot wait to see what you do next. It's, I really hope for you, it's like, it's a, it's a one-off great script, great, but all those things. But it's like, what if you get to shop vintage? Not that you don't love what you do, but it'll There's be nice to have I'm something. Right now I'm three pages in and I have goosebumps. So I'm super excited. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. We'll talk about that more offline. We've got one minute. Is there anything? I think your internet's going, but is there anything, if we can get this clear across that you, you know, you feel like saying during this time, maybe to students, maybe to designers, just some parting words. You know what? If I can't decide at that moment and I have an extra moment, I always find that if I give myself that extra moment to breathe, to sleep, that the right thing comes along, the right decision comes along and haste makes waste. Smart, That's smart. No, I, I like that. I, your future is huge. Uh, I am just, I can't wait to keep stalking you. Um, <laughs> and I just, if you ever come to LA or if I'm ever up there, we'll just keep in touch like I'm doing with Absolutely. the rest of the viewers. Absolutely, I would love that. I'm so glad I got to hang out with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you to all the guests. Thank you to Western Costume, guests, fans. Thank you to Western Costume and um, tell your husband hello. I'll meet him one day. Oh, this is great. Absolutely. <laughs> tell Blaine hi. I don't even feel like remember me. <laughs> I, think, I think I was on a date with him on my birthday and he got a cake made. I think. That's Something, cute. He was really tall and skinny. I remember that. Um, <laughs> We'll, t we'll talk later about that. Bye, guys. Thank you for being on here. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. You're, okay. You're awesome. You too.